0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of Retirement Made Simple, a podcast dedicated to helping a million people retire without worry. I'm your host, Kevin Lum. And on today's episode, we have a cautionary tale. Um, I'm going to uh, tell you a story about a woman who um, submitted her taxes and tried to take a tax deduction for a charitable donation. And because she was missing just a few simple words, it ended up costing her $464,000. And as I was reading the story, I, I just had one of those feelings like this can't possibly be true because it was a tiny mistake. She rectified the mistake. Everything seemed fine, but the IRS would not relent and she lost the entire tax deduction, and so I'm gonna tell you the story, tell you exactly what she did wrong, and also walk you through some steps to help you avoid making a similar mistake. Okay, so here's the story as recounted in the Wall Street Journal. There is a woman and her husband over a number of years, they begin collecting Native American artifacts and some jewelry. Time passes, the husband eventually dies, and the woman, Makes a donation in 2014 to the museum of about 120 pieces from their collection, and when she makes the donation, um, she includes with it a five-page deed of gift detailing all the things that she was donating to the museum. And in the the letter that she contribute or the letter that she gives the museum, she says on it that this gift was irrevocable and unconditional. So essentially, what she's saying is, look, I'm giving these to the museum. Uh, you, I'm not going to ask for them back. I'm not just loaning them to the museum. These are the these are the museum's artifacts now. These are the museums to use however they see fit. However, the woman was missing what's called a contemporaneous written acknowledgement. So something from the museum that that basically states you didn't receive any goods or services from us in exchange for making this gift. So you you gave this gift and you didn't receive anything in return. Now, it seems that just because she didn't give that, you know, the museum acknowledged, they're like, yes, yeah, so she received nothing. We didn't receive any, or she didn't receive anything in return from us for making this gift. But she needed this statement in hand before filing her taxes to be eligible for the re- deduction. In 1994, Congress really cracked down on people padding their uh, tax deductions with charitable gifts. And so they've gotten much stricter. But not having this statement in hand when she filed her tax return ended up costing her her entire deduction. And she even went as far as to go to tax court and try to get this overturned. And the judge in the case said, you know what? It does appear that you made a good faith effort to follow the law but you didn't do well enough. And so I'm going to uphold the the ruling and we're not going to allow you to take this deduction. The bottom line is with charitable deductions, you've got to be, especially if they're a large charitable deduction, You have to be very careful that you follow the letter of the law as well as the spirit of the law. And the rules are really complex and they can change from year to year. And so you really wanna make sure that you have someone that if you're making a large donation, you wanna make sure you can have someone help you sort through it all. For donations under $250, so this is cash donations under $250, It's fairly straightforward. Essentially, what it says is you need a bank record or something similar showing the name of the charity, the amount, and the date you gave the the amount. And that's all you need. So uh, if you have a canceled check, that's going to be fine. And it's not an aggregate. So let's say you give $100 a week to your local church, your local synagogue. So you give $100 a week over 50 weeks, and you You over the in total you give five thousand dollars, but each gift was only hundred dollars. Even if the the charity, you know, the church or synagogue or whatever, doesn't keep great records, as long as you have a canceled check, that's really all you need to show that you made that donation. Now, for cash donations above two hundred and fifty dollars, it gets slightly more complicated. You're going to need a statement from the charity. stating the amount that you gave. So going back to the previous example, let's say you just gave a one-time gift of $5,000. You're going to need a statement from the charity. And then also that statement is going to need to say whether you received any goods or services in return for that Gift, uh, so it, it can't be anything of value. Now If you get a T-shirt or a mug, you know, from giving five thousand dollars to NPR in exchange, you get a you know a mug that thanks you for supporting Marketplace or you know All Things Considered or whatever. That isn't what they're talking about. Um, but if you received anything substantial in exchange for your gift, then that deduction is disallowed. Now, one key thing to remember, and this ties back to the story in the Wall Street Journal is you have to have the acknowledgement from the charity in hand before you file your taxes. So what tripped this woman up is not that the museum wouldn't acknowledge it, but that she didn't have that acknowledgement at the time of filing her taxes. So before you file, you wanna make sure you get an acknowledgement from the charity that you did not receive anything in return for the donation and telling the amount of the donation. Now that is only on cash donations of over $250. Now, on property donations of under $250, the donor must have a record showing the name of the charity and the donation site. Like, was it a, a collection box? Did you take it down, drop it off at the local Goodwill? Like, where did you put it? And it must have the date and amount plus the item, the condition of the item. And actually, there's a great app that I use from TurboTax and that lets me put the condition. It'll even help me figure out what the value of that item was. I'll often end up taking a picture just to back it up. And then you'll need a receipt from the charity Unless the rule says unless it's impractical, but typically, you know, the goodwill or whoever will give you a receipt, and often they'll let you end up filling it out, and then you just need to keep your own records, like a photo or whatever. That's if the gift was under two hundred and fifty dollars. On property gifts between two hundred fifty dollars and five hundred, much like a cash donation above two hundred fifty dollars, you need a written acknowledgement from the charity that you didn't receive anything in return for your donation, and if you did, you need to be able, you you know, they need to tell the value of it. So let's say you receive you made a charitable donation a property donation of $500 and in return you received something that was worth $250 well therefore only $250 of that property donation is going to be allowed now that's very rare that that happens but in the case that you did receive something in return you'd need an acknowledgment now once you get above property value above $500, it gets slightly more complicated. Now on property donations above $500, it gets even more complicated. So in addition to having to comply with what I just mentioned, you also need to file form 8283 along with your tax return. And you need to put on that form the date you acquired the property and the cost basis of the property. And then there are also other special rules that apply to donations of cars and airplanes and boats worth more than $500. The other thing you need to know about property donations worth more than 500 is that they actually can aggregate. So where the cash donations of under 250 won't aggregate, property donations above $500 can aggregate. So let's say you make um, five different donations or six donations of works of art, you know, like a a painting or whatever it might be to a local museum. Each is only valued at $1,000, but you in total end up contributing $6,000 that actually will count as a gift over 5,000. And when you make a property donation over 5,000, most likely you're going to need to have a qualified appraisal and attach it to the tax return. So just a few things to keep in mind if you're gonna make property donations over $500, you really wanna make sure that you follow all the different letters of the law. So let's say you've done everything right. You have the correct proof of donation. You still may be limited in the amount you can deduct. It's going to be based upon your income. It's going to be based upon the type of item you're, do- you're donating, and it's also going to be based upon the type of charity receiving it. But if you're giving cash in 2022, you can take a deduction for a cash gift to a public charity such as a college or a church. You know anything that like for the public good. Yeah, you know United Way, up to 60% of your adjusted gross income. So if you make a gift of hundred thousand dollars and you earn hundred thousand dollars, you can take a sixty thousand dollar deduction and then you can carry forward the rest of that deduction for the next five years. But a gift of appreciated stock to a charity could be limited to 30 percent. So you make a you know, you have make hundred thousand dollars a year and you make a hundred thousand dollar donation in stock. You may only be able to deduct thirty thousand dollars in this tax year. But for larger donations, if you're making a significant deduction, I'd really recommend getting outside help. And with that, we're going to end today's episode. Um, thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, uh, if you're nearing retirement and want to talk to someone, always feel free to reach out. You can find me at foundryfinancial.org or you can email me at kevin at Also, these episodes are on YouTube as a YouTube video. So if you prefer to watch rather than listen, um, feel free to join us on YouTube. Until next week, see you soon.